I'm Heather Black, coach and champion for Women in Tech and founder of Supermums, a global brand supporting mums to develop a career in the Salesforce ecosystem. Mums on Cloud Nine's podcast aims to inspire mums to progress their career in the Salesforce sector from starting out to climbing the career ladder. We provide top tips and insight on how you can succeed in your career and overcome adversity that many women can face in the workplace. In this week's podcast, we're talking about how to implement change management skills through the life cycle of your project to engage, enthuse, and empower your users to achieve high user adoption. I love talking about the three E's because I think it makes it really clear about why this is so important as a skill set, and it's often one that's quite overlooked. So if we recap on those three E's, they are engage, enthuse, and empower. And change management is really an overlay of business analysis skills, because when you are going through that business analysis process, what you want to do is communicate in a way that engages, that enthuses, that empowers people to really get them on board with this whole process and the system that is going to be implemented. Now, if you fail to consider this and think about it properly, what happens is that people won't engage in the system they won't be enthused and they won't be empowered to use it. So what does that mean? It means that the system is likely to flop and that people won't engage and adopt the system when it's there in place. So there is a very considered process to the way that you should communicate as a consultant and to be very mindful of it. And I'm really going to unpack all of that in today's podcast. It is one of my favourite topics. So I'm sorry in advance if I'm very enthusiastic about it. Um, but I just think it's absolutely fascinating how just being mindful about the way you communicate and what you need to do and thinking about the different stakeholders and where they are emotionally with this Salesforce journey will be fascinating for you. And the reason this came on my radar early on in my Salesforce career was that I was sat in a room with a, a group of managers and I was sort of spearheading the meeting and really engaging them in what they wanted from Salesforce. And I had somebody in the room who was very much a stickler that was very much being argumentative, very dismissive, kept taking the arguments in different directions, blatantly didn't want to have a Salesforce system implemented. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I don't know how to handle this. Like so far in my experience, everybody's been really happy and enthusiastic and engaged without me really having to do too much. Right. I would just fuel their enthusiasm even more. So it kind of was that reality check that everybody emotionally is going to be in a different place with this Salesforce project, particularly people who might be quiet in the room. You know, maybe they're not as vocal, but underneath the surface, they are feeling quite emotionally insecure about it, nervous. You know, particularly if they're not tech people, they might be thinking I might lose my job. I might not be able to do my new job. You know, there's going to be a lot of emotions that are going on underneath. And what you might find that you zoom in on is actually those people that are, you know, more enthusiastic because they're the ones that are very excited and vocal. But what I want you to be thinking about with these change management skills is really be mindful about actually, you know, who is everybody in the room and where are they sitting in their emotional state? And what is it either I need to communicate in a certain way to get everybody to those three E's of enthuse, educate and empower so I'm really excited to share this with you. As I say, I really feel it is an essential skill for any Salesforce professional and one that is really overlooked, um, but actually could make a massive difference to how your success of your project plays out because it's about how you engage and relate to people. And at the end of the day, implementing Salesforce technology is a people game, not just a technology game. People come first. And if you engage people in the right way, 
you will have an amazing Salesforce project end of the day. So it's one of those key soft skills that I want you to master once you've done your Salesforce admin search and you've started on that journey. And it's why we, we consider it one of the skills that you need to have to be that number one Salesforce consultant. Um, this session is one of a six part series that we're running at the moment to learn the key skills to become a number one Salesforce consultant. Like what are those sweet skills that you need to be cream of the crop and to do things incredibly professionally that leads to fantastic project outcomes. So please do listen to part one through to part six. Check out all the different skills that you can have in your toolbox and have a think about how confident are you in these areas right now. In today's session, though, we are going to be drilling down on change management. So we're going to be talking about what is change management? Why is it important? What the value is to the company that you're engaging and working with? And what does it entail? And I'm going to share my four pillars of change management. Like what are the key four steps that you need to be taking today? So first, let's talk about what is change management and let's think about the four key principles that you can focus on um, and be considerate of when you're going into a project. The first is understanding the organisational need, culture and readiness. So let's just break those three things down. When you engage with an organisation, first you want to assess the need for them. You know, why are they needing CRM? What's been the driving force behind it? What's their motivation? And within uh, change management skills that I teach in our change management course, I really get you to analyze the stakeholder that initiated this project in the first place. What is their role in the organization and what role do they play? And where is this really been driven from? So it's very considered about people, not just about the business need. It's also sort of looking at the psychology of, you know, who spun this idea out in the first place? What type of role do they have in the organization? And that leads me to talk about culture, because the way that you approach a project and communicate on a project should be very much flavored around the culture of the organization. There are different types of cultures. And quite often you will need to adopt your Salesforce um, and quite often you will need to adopt your communication approach based on the type of culture of the organization. So if it's a very top down organization, which is what we call as machine driven, the managers at the top will be like, this is the way that we're going to do things now and everybody follows suit. So in that type of environment. It's quite often that the business analysis will be conducted with the senior managers and you'll perhaps have less or little input with those that work on the front line. There's obviously a debate about what's right or wrong there and what's best. But if you're working in that type of culture and environment, it might be the approach that they would prefer you to take because that's how they like to work and how things get done. So that's one of four different types of culture and the different approach that you might need to be mindful of. And the next subject, which I mentioned there, was readiness. How ready are they? And there's a whole range of things that we need to consider. A couple of these things are, you know, are they what have they got going on in their organization right now? How busy are they? Have they got time to accommodate a new CRM system and learning it? So one is looking at their current sort of busyness and what they've got going on. The second is, have they tried to implement Salesforce or another CRM before? And what happened if it didn't work? You know, understanding the background to that and the key points of failure of that is really important. And I have a fantastic coaching tool that I'll be talking about in the next podcast that really helps you zone in and assess why a project, why a CRM system implementation didn't go right before. Um, it's called logical levels. So listen out for that in the next episode. 
Um, so number one, as I say, just a quick recap is about understanding the organisational need, culture and readiness. And the second is about understanding different stakeholder personalities. For this, it's about really understanding who the different personalities are in the room you're going to be dealing with. And with that, you want to be understanding their different learning styles, how they like to be communicated with, um, how they like to be trained, what makes them understand that. There are four different learning styles. So if they're a kinesthetic learning style, they will really want to get their hands dirty with the system to try it. Um, if they are audio digital learning style, they'll really want to have written training manuals because they like to read things and have clarity. Um, and then the other type of consideration is, are they an enthusiastic or blocker? There's actually four different types of stakeholders, um, blockers, sleepers, enthusiasts and champions, um, which, you know, you've got to really start putting people into boxes. Hard to say sometimes, but really kind of understanding, well, actually, where are these people sat? And for each of those different stakeholder personalities and their appetite for the CRM system, you would then conduct and plan a communication strategy appropriate to them and where they are. And you might empower some of those users who are enthusiasts to do a little bit more. Um, but for those that are sleepers, you might want to communicate with them at least three times in three different ways. So that's the second, understanding different stakeholder personalities. And as I say, there's quite a lot to unpack there when you consider and learn about change management. The third is about empowering people to lead change. So this is where I zone in very much on how you can equip the executive leader to lead change. Quite often, an executive leader might not know what is expected of them. So they might be um, thinking, OK, well, I've allocated money and budget. I've set a team up. Brilliant. I'll just meet with them once a week. That's my job done. Actually, it's a lot more than that. They need to have a clear communication strategy that communicates to the organisation about why this CRM project is happening, what's going to happen when, who is in charge of it. And they need to continue communicating in that way throughout the project lifecycle. So as a Salesforce consultant, you want to be educating the exec leader and upward managing them to make sure that they are implementing their communication strategy, which is very much that influential one to make sure the whole team and team of employees are on board with this project and are doing the things they need to do. Alongside that, you might also need to educate them about what types of governance structure they need to put into place to manage the CRM now and in the future. So you would want to be educating them on what a centre of excellence is, who Salesforce champions are, what they should do, what a change management team should consist of. So there are a range of things that you need to think about for the third principle. And then the final principle, which really is an overlay of all that I've discussed there, is having a project communication strategy. There needs to be a really good communication plan, which is distributed amongst team members which clearly communicates the why, what and when in at least three different ways to enthuse, engage and empower people. The fourth pillar is that project communication strategy, which really is about making sure there's a clear communication plan in place, um, that everybody knows why this is happening, what's happening, when it's happening, in at least three different ways to enthuse, engage and empower people in this project. And this overlays all those principles in some way or form. So, your role might not be to create this communication strategy, but what you'll want to do is to be educating your customer or your team on that this needs to be done. You know, who's going to be doing what? And that's from a top down to a bottom up approach and that everybody is on board. And you really know that those enthusiasts in the stakeholder mix are really on board with this because they're the ones that are going to be keeping people sort of excited about the whole journey. 
So they're the four principles. There's loads just in that, as you can tell, lots of things to be thinking about. Um, now, when people say, oh, my gosh, there's so much to think about here and sort of get a little bit panicked for a moment. It's like riding a bike. When you learn this stuff and you embed it and you think through it and you learn all the principles and the theories behind it, it becomes always second nature to um, adopt them when you are doing business analysis. You've got to have that appetite up front to go, right, how am I going to approach this project? And I would have to say out of the 700 projects that I've worked on, I would adopt a different approach for different projects based on the culture of the organisation, their readiness, their different personalities. And that would come with mindful intent of knowing what the different approaches could be to a project. So I want you to kind of get out of the psyche of going, I'm going to approach every project the same way, because the reality is you shouldn't be. That isn't about being mindful of the, the organisation. Um, you will need to adopt and amend and flex your approach and be really considered about it. And there are some amazing tools you can learn in change management course like the one we teach, which really kind of give you the tools and techniques to just apply, to know what to do in that situation. You know, when somebody's being a bit sticky in a, a workshop or even get to the point where they're not sticky, like having an exercise that you can do with them that basically allows that person to vent their needs in, the, in an authorised way where they've got that opportunity to have their little grumble. Um, that's really empowering for that person and can actually make a massive difference. So it's not about dumbing down people and saying, oh, they don't like Salesforce, you know, let's kind of move them out the room. It's about creating um, a communication exercise which allows people to voice their concerns, their anxiety, you know, their excitement in different ways. And there's some amazing tools that you can do to do that. So I'm going to share some of those towards the end of the session. Um, the, the reason why this is so important and why I would really recommend that every Salesforce professional skills them up, skills themselves up properly on change management is that. If you don't do change management properly, i.e. the business case is not clearly communicated to people, uh, people are not sure about why this is important, um, people do not feel consulted and they may therefore may be frustrated or not engaged, this will lead to the, the reality that engagement will be low. If there's low engagement, then the design, the input into the design will be low initially. If input into the design is low, then you're going to end up with a poor technical solution. If you've got a poor technical solution, this is likely to lead to a project go live date being delayed because everybody's going to be unhappy with what's produced. And then nobody will potentially use the system if it's not where it needs to be. So the reason change management needs to be considered right at the beginning is because you haven't got people's buy-in at the beginning of a project before you even start business analysis and through that process people are going to not engage in the whole process and the whole thing will then sort of be a bit of a grind and an uphill battle quite frankly so change management is not something that you do at the end or the beginning it's something that you overlay all the way through your project so after I did my change management course, which was a great course, but the reality was I came out of that course with a lot of theories, like, and they just went through theory after theory after theory, and nothing was applied in a Salesforce environment in any particular way. And it was just like, oh my gosh, like, okay, how do I really take value from this course? And so what I did is spend literally like three days 
creating a strategy. And I talk about the four pillars with this strategy around how to um, embed it in a, a Salesforce project and really sort of boxed out which theories and methodologies would work with which stage of the project. You know, what was tangible theories and models that I could use at the beginning, in the middle and at the end. Now, these four pillars actually are not sequential. They do overlay each other. And that's why I'm saying that you kind of will work through this and start to apply things and they'll just fall into place like riding a bike. There isn't this sequential like I do this and I do this and I do this and I do this. There's different these four pillars that say overlay, but there is an element of process that you go through. So let's talk through these four pillars in more detail. They very much align with some of the principles, but they are kind of like that strategy about what are the if I was to sort of think about this logically, what are the four kind of pillars that I need to be focusing on to create that step by step change in my project? So the first pillar is analyze. You need to understand the rationale and readiness for this project. This pillar leads us really back to that importance of business analysis skills. So it's very much about undertaking business analysis, but doing it with a mindful way of knowing who the stakeholders are, understanding why it's important. The stakeholders need to know the business case and they need to know the rationale for doing this project or else they won't be engaged in it. So who's going to communicate that? What's going to be communicated? And as a Salesforce consultant, how can you echo this message in all of your language and terminology going forward? Because you need to be reflecting that back to them. So one, they trust that you understand it. And two, they keep hearing it about the benefits they're going to get all the time. So those psychologies work both ways. Um, and it's also important to understand when is a good time to do the project, reflecting back on that readiness point. Talking through, making sure that, you know, you know what's going on for people, talking and agreeing a timeline of that project that's really manageable for everybody. You're going to then create this project plan that really aligns to people and makes them feel ready for a project. There's going to be a clear communication strategy that everybody understands why this is important and what their role is as well. And also what happens as part of this pillar is that you should be doing a risk analysis assessment. And on our consultancy skills course, we give you a risk register of the 20 odd risks that can possibly go wrong. And this risk register was put together because having managed over 700 projects, I've seen where risks go wrong, where things go wrong, like all the time and where the patterns are. So, you know, there's a very clear risk register that you can do at the start of a project which you can go through with the customers, say, look, these are the areas that it could go wrong. So shall we just talk through these now and check we've mitigated them wherever possible? This is all the things that you want to be doing at the analyze stage. You want to understand the rationale and the readiness for the project and really make sure that everything's in place, that risks are mitigated um, and that you're on the right track. Now, once that's in place, it's about planning your approach to change management and gathering a change management team. Now, when you're planning an approach, this pillar really aligns with agile project management, which I covered in part two of this series. So you're going to be wanting to put together a project plan that can be delivered um, in a consistent way. But what you need to overlay on top of the technical project plan. So you've got business analysis happening. You've got technical build happening. In addition to that, you want to overlay this communication project plan which should be managed by a change management team. So the change management team might consist of HR representatives, internal marketing representatives, external marketing representatives, 
operations teams internally, your senior management team who need to know. So anybody that has a responsibility for communicating changes in a very um, formal way, like HR, to a softer communication way, like an internal comms team, they need to be aware of what are we meant to be communicating when to people. So, for example, you might be changing job specs and contracts as a result of this project. So the HR team need to know that and they need to know when that needs to happen and how it's going to be communicated. So a change management team is the communication team. They're the ones that make sure that they know where the project is at, what they're meant to be communicating out at what times. And so it needs to really dovetail. And they need to be really interwoven together to make sure that they are seamless and people are aware of what's going on. And there's no surprise again. Well, I wasn't ready for that. I didn't know it was happening, you know, and everybody's like on board with it. So incredibly important to have this other layer. And as a Salesforce consultant, your role is to make sure they are aware of this need and then it needs to be put into place. It's not something you'd probably do for them unless you are taking that type of role within the team. Um, but it's something that you should always make people aware of. So you want to have that stakeholder engagement strategy with a clear communication plan about what is being communicated, when, by whom and why to people. And as I say, this needs to be executed by various different people in the team. The third pillar is about strategy for change management. And this is really about mobilising leadership to execute the plan that's been put into place and facilitating stakeholders on your Salesforce project. So this is looking at a deep dive of the type of stakeholder personalities that you've got, who is engaged and enthused and who is not. Um, it really is about being mindful of the different types of communication that you're going to need and say best to communicate things in three ways. We think about that analogy um, from a sales point of view, like when you're, you're actually selling this to people, this project. So it's no different to sales methodologies you know you communicate things in three different ways it starts to get people's attention it sinks in in the way that they normally sort of receive information um, so it might be within a team meeting it might be within an internal bulletin it might be within um, a one-to-one -one meeting like what is the way that you need to do it so you need to think about how the management teams need to disseminate and execute this communication plan um, it's also about, say, mobilising the executive sponsor to communicate in certain ways. So the strategy needs to be put into place once the team has been put into place to kind of make this happen and, and move it forward. And then moving through to the final pillar, which is about change. This is about preparing for the Salesforce rollout and embedding changes as the norm. So in anticipation of the rollout, it's really important to prepare an adoption strategy with a set of processes in place to create that carrot and stick approach for adoption. Ideally, at this point, if you've embedded everything properly, you want users to feel really enthused, empowered and engaged, which is my three E's in the process. But you will also need to look at the ways to embed these changes as the norm with potentially institutional and compliance changes. So as I say, this might mean changes to their job specs or their contracts, for example. It might mean changes to the way that you work with partner organisations if they're using your Salesforce system. So carrot and stick isn't a bad thing. It's just the reality of some changes will need to be institutionalised and some will be kind of ones that you just hope people get on board with because you've adopted this change management approach all the way through. Once the system is rolled out, then you've got to think about how to embed a change management culture as the norm, because the reality is the system will never sit still. 
it will always need evolving. There'll be always things that will need to be wanted by people. So how do you establish a continued quality control process and to check adoption is at the expected levels to evaluate success? How do you support users to give you feedback, particularly like a two-way feedback process? So you're feeding back to them as well as them feeding feedback to you. How do you um, empower users to learn about what Salesforce can do beyond that so they can continue to feed into new requirements they may want? And so you want to establish change as the norm. If they're not happy or they need new things, how do you establish a change culture going forward that really think like rather than sitting there and feeling really annoyed that they can't do something or this is a pain, you know, again, going back to that sort of grief counselling role of like, oh, I just get fed up with the system. I'm not using it. Like, how do you create that feedback loop and that a way of sort of allowing users to say, I'd really love this. Is there something that could fix this for me? Um, and they have they feel like they're being listened to because that's going to continue to change the system and evolve. So you want to be putting those things into place or you want to be empowering your client or your team to have those things into place. So that might be a support desk, for example, that might be having Salesforce champion user group meetings at lunchtime with staff. It might be having an open door session. It might be about providing a survey to people. Um, you know, how do you continue to uh, communicate with people about Salesforce, what it can do, what it could do, listen to their problems, etc. So there are the four pillars that I talk through. So I'm hoping that's given you an idea about the value of change management and the role it plays in a Salesforce project and why you should be really learning these principles and thinking about them as part of any project that you're doing. Um, for me, it was, let's say, the best course I went on where I got really got that light bulb moment because, the key challenges and stresses that come of every project is where people aren't engaged and you're like why are they not getting this and actually this can just go ah now I know what to do differently I know how to sort of tackle this differently and hopefully in a preventative way that you're not trying to solve a problem but actually you can tackle a project in a different way that really suits those kind of stakeholders and what you're trying to you know accomplish so it's about having that forethought around how you're going to tackle a project rather than thinking you've got a recipe and you're going to tackle a project the same way every time. Um, the reality is you kind of want to do it a bit differently. So I guess my question to you all is how equipped and confident are you with your change management skills right now? Do you know how to gather and document the business case and understand the culture and the risks of the organisation? Do you know how to deliver and manage communications with different type of stakeholders and how to advise a client on that communication strategy? Do you know the tools and theories behind change management and what to use aligned to what different type of cultural readiness they are and the types of emotions that those stakeholders are dealing with? If you don't and you don't feel confident in these, then this is where I would really recommend you upskill in change management and do a little bit more learning around it. Now, we offer a change management course at Supermums. It's one that I put together that was very applied to a Salesforce environment. As I say, I kind of got a little bit overwhelmed from doing a bit of a generic course. It was kind of like so much that it was hard to then sort of tangibly sort of digest into something that could be easily used. So if we can support you on your journey to learn change management, we'd love to teach you. As I say, it's one of my favorite subjects. We do give you a suite of templates, recommended resources, uh, techniques to use. You've got that uh, accountability training plan. And it's really about engaging with a network of other people on, on the course as well. And I have to say that the case studies of some of the super mums that have been through this program 
have really valued the change management piece. They've actually found that to be one of the most uh, you know, advantageous to learning because it's not one that people often talk about. So I hope you've enjoyed that content today. I hope that's given you a useful insight into what it all means and, and why it's important. Um, to add value to this topic, I'm going to be talking about coaching tools and techniques in more detail. So some of the methodologies that you can use as an example in next week's podcast. So do come and check that out. Do listen in. Uh, we have a free download on our blog on our website, which gives you some of those coaching tools and techniques that you can use. So you can download that and start piloting and trying it yourself. If you want to take that approach as well. Um, but I'd love to hear your thoughts on the show. Please do rate and review us on iTunes. And I look forward to speaking to you again soon. Take care. Bye.